evening, good evening, good evening, Baltimore. Hezekiah here, host of Man in the Mirror with our fabulous co-host, Michelle Johnson. Tonight, we are dedicating this show to Valentine's. It's our pre-Valentine's show. A lot is going on in the next week, so we have to move a few things around, and that's okay. It's our show, and we can do that. So how are you doing tonight, Michelle? Fantastic, Hezekiah. Glad to be uh, on the show tonight and talking about this topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know everybody wants to talk about this topic, but before we start, we will have we will start off with prayer. Um, dear gracious Heavenly Father, we just bow down, Lord, as humble servants. Lord, thank you, Lord, for lying down last night. Lord, thank you, Lord, for waking us up to this beautiful day, Lord. We thank you, Lord, even for the cold, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you are in control of the weather, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for keeping us over the busy highways and byways, Lord, and keeping us safe, Lord. Waking us up safely, Lord, because there are many things that are going on around us, Lord. The devil is busy. Saying you are lying, the truth is not in you. We just ask you to bless those families who are going through right now. Bless those, bless those you know, officials in Baltimore who are just going through right now. Bless our country, Lord, under the presidency ship that we have right now, Lord. Bless the leaders in our church, churches, Lord. Help us all just to gather together and pray. We ask pray for the health and welfare of our nation. We ask all these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. And um, if you have something to say about this thing called Valentine's, any questions or comments, please press the number one on your phone, and you'll be put into our queue. Well, as I said, that time of year, the time of year when men panic because it's Valentine's again, like it doesn't come around once a year. But not just men, women do too. Many women wonder who's going to be their Valentine or what they're getting for Valentine's. How much is it going to spend? Or men may think the same thing. How much is she going to spend? And how big is the present going to be? Today's society has put a price on love. How big is the bear going to be? How much did those flowers cost? Oh, yeah, and don't forget the candy. No, I don't know about you, but I think society has gotten out of control with this Valentine's thing. Yeah, I said it, not thing, thing. Society has put a price on love, and we're all falling for it. Tina Turner was right, um, was the one that quoted, what's love got to do with it? Well, what is love, and how how do you love? Good question, right? I think so. Do we really know what love? What love is and what love costs and how much love costs? Do we have to wait till Valentine's Day to show our love? love? Do we have to wait till Valentine's to show the one that we love how much we love them? And are we showing love once a year? I know. Good question. And lastly, where is God in all of this? Had a lot of, I got a lot of questions tonight. Hi, Michelle. You absolutely do, but <laughs> it's an easy answer for them all. Oh, you can't have an easy answer for them all because I had about several questions up there. You know, what's love got to do? Society has put a price on love. As we're talking tonight, I'm going to be researching how much money is actually spent. How much does, does society spend on Valentine's? Because we spend a lot of money on Valentine's Day. Candy costs a lot. The big teddy bears. The big little bears, the flowers, you know, flowers are hyped up. So, you know, is it, you know, I know, and you may think it's funny, and I'm going to be honest with you before we go. We're going to talk about what the world says, then we're going to get into Scripture. I know people, some people break up before Valentine's, so they ain't got to wait, you know, spend no money. You know, when you buy yourself, you ain't got to spend no money. Any comments? No, I don't have any comments on that. I don't. I don't know anything about that. That's never happened to me. I don't know. Well, I am looking at how much does America spend on Valentine's? 
And the whopping number, Valentine's Day spending to approach $19 billion. Wow. Okay, let's look at by Andrew uh, Sergo Economic Report of February 11, 2015 at 4, 4.02 p.m. Valentine's Day retail spending is expected to reach a couple of years ago, $18.9 billion this year. As an improving American economy frees up more funds for people to invest in gifts for their loved ones. So we are spending $19 billion to show someone as a whole, to show someone that we love them. I can't even imagine what $19 billion look like, but we are saying, hey, I love you here. So we're adding to that $19 billion. So, you know, and some women, they want diamonds, some women want flowers, some women, you know, some women, you know, you know, they want, they want, they want. But it's just actually showing a woman, and I got to get that I love you. If I spend all this money on you, it's just showing a woman that I love you, or am I just falling in with the trend and saying, okay, well, mm-hmm. Bobby got his wife this, so his girlfriend this, so I got to outdo Bobby. I got to one-up on Bobby, because Bobby ain't going to one-up on me. Well, Hezekiah, I think, sadly, the, the that whole thing is uh, also pe- perpetrated by women, because I've heard, unfortunately, heard women, you know, talking about what they what their man better do valentine's day and they know he better get it right and he know better than to bring them some cheap blah 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 and this is that now i've heard all all sorts of things and i i just you know sit back and shake my head because you know people don't even realize what what the greatest gift is and that is the love itself not ways that people think that you're supposed to show it but receiving the love itself is is the gift and the greatest gift that someone can give you is to love you well i'm sorry i'm going into the second part of the conversation but i just want to state that part that that it's not just perpetrated by the men who are competing with each other and everything but a lot of it is also the women who are basically daring their men not to get them something fantastic because they if if they don't they're going to pay them for it by being treated badly or the women breaking up with them possibly like all sorts of things it's it's really ridiculous yeah it's it, it's extremely ridiculous because as we say if we spend a 19 billion dollar flowers cost the average bouquet of flowers is like twenty five to fifty dollars just for a bouquet of flowers. Candy alone may cost up to fifty to seventy five dollars. Then we talk about the other gifts. <clears throat> but you know, this you know, they don't forget the the um Valentine's holiday wasn't even something started that's actually you know, start started years ago and this is about our third show that we've done about Valentine's. And Valentine started years ago, and we are every year continually pushing this holiday year by year. You know, we're treating, we're teaching our young people, hey, let's spend some money on that little girl. Hey, let's spend some money on that little boy. Like, what? Mm -hmm. The holiday is rooted in the ancient Roman festival of Lupercalia, a fertility celebration commemorated annually on February 15th. Pope Galicius I recast this pagan festival as the Christian Feast Day, circa 496, declaring February 14th to be St. Valentine's Day. So now it started off as a Roman festival, and then the Catholic Pope put it off and like circa 496, declaring February 14th to be St. Valentine's Day, a day of love. So, you know, but it's it's just ironic how over the centuries, over the decades, 
that it has gotten worse. I'm sure back then they didn't think, okay, it's going to be a $19 billion holiday all in one day, starting the beginning of February, diamonds are girl's best friend. You know, the, the stores are putting everything on sale. Everything is on sale right now. They're sending stuff out in the mail. They're putting stuff on television. We just got now. The funny thing is, <clears throat> I know we've all just spent a lot of money over Christmas. Then a month and a half later, 45 days later, basically, you're spending money on Valentine's Day now. I'm sure people are still recovering. Am I right? Tell me if I'm wrong. People are recovering from Christmas. But now we put in our children's mind and everyone's mind that this is how you show love. Let me go out and, you know, support this store, buy all these flowers, buy all this candy. Make sure she knows I Don't get me wrong. It's a nice gesture. But we're supposed to show love every day. So when Valentine's Day comes, we don't have to try to make up for it. What do you think, Michelle? Well, I think that with most, because, mind you, we have these same discussions when it comes to, like, Christmas time and things like that. So this is this is just what we do. This world has become very materialistic, and so that's what they look forward to as opposed to any any kind of meaning on the day itself or any kind of definitely no kind of spiritual meaning um, except those of us who really know, you know, where these different holidays came come or come from, not came from, but where these different holidays come from. And so, you know, we may know a little more, but the average person, they, they just get swept up. They get caught up in all the commercialism and all the hype that's created around these things. Um, we were even discussing that with the with the whole thing about diamonds, with um, people doing marriage proposals, how, you know, in, in ancient times that wasn't even, you know, the diamond part wasn't even a part of the whole proposal thing. So it's just it's just amazing how things how how they have you know, just gone on and on and on and changed so much and everything begins to get so materialistic. And that's, you know, kind of how we operate nowadays. And so I really hate to see it because I would like for people to start looking at the basis of of, uh, these holidays or these special times or events and also what it is that we're really supposed to be celebrating. Christmas isn't about uh, a tree or gifts per se. What Christmas is about is is about celebrating just the joy of the birth of Christ and what that meant for us as God's people. And you know, Valentine's Day is not about outspending each other or you know measuring the love of the person that we're with by what they do on this particular day. We we have to really look at the person themselves and how they treat us, you know, every day, 365 days a year, you know, they should be treating us with love and respect and, and uh, giving us that kind of love that's, that's in uh, Corinthians. And so that's what we really should be concentrating on. We should be concentrating on the real root of the thing. What is it really even about and not these days, you know, that are set aside because most of these days were, uh, I guess, come from pagan holidays anyway. So that's not even the point of it. Don't We shouldn't even go there. They evolved from these pagan holidays. We understand that. But look at the spirit of that day and what it's supposed to be about. Excellent, excellent. And you're right. You know, we carry, we have been carrying on this paganism over the centuries, and it's, and it's a trick of the enemy. That's what the enemy wants us to think. He boggles our mind. There's so much going on in society right now that if people really think, think back, all this stuff was a trick of the enemy, just, you know, same thing they say is nothing new under the sun. All this stuff was going on years ago, but using different methods. And I'm going to actually bring up what you said. You know, people people really don't know 
what true love is. And First Corinthians 13 is the act of true love. And before we do that, you're listening live with The Man in the Mirror, with your host Hezekiah Montgomery and co-host Michelle Johnson. We are doing our pre-Valentine's show because we have a lot going on next week, and we're trying to get everything in before Valentine's come up. And we're talking about what is the true meaning of love. We've done a show um, about love for the past few years. We had our you know, good friend, me, um, see Maria Wall on, but she's been real busy, so we're just actually keeping this torch going. But we're talking about what is love? What does it say when a man says, I love you, a woman says, I love you? Do they know really know what true love is? Because true love, you know, will hang in there through everything if it's true love. It doesn't matter. And I'm not saying don't go out there and get a present. It doesn't matter if I spend $1,000 on you. But it's the thought that counts. A lot of people don't think that. That person thought dearly of you to go get you something. They may not can afford that high-priced item that you want, want, you would rather want. But it's the thought that really counts. That's love because they didn't really have to do it. Sometimes people are coercing to us. Some people, you know, some people feel bad about, well, you know, she got her, her boyfriend, got him something, so I, let me go make sure I get my girlfriend something. But love is, um, you can call in at 917, I'm sorry, 889-2271, or log in at www.man, I mean, www.blogtalkradio forward slash man dash in dash the mirror. And one thing that, and this is the greatest chapter in about love, First Corinthians 13, Love is indispensable, and this is the new international version. And yet I will show you the most excellent way. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily Angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Uh oh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and have prophesied in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put away childish childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection again in a mirror. Then shall we see face to face. Now I know in part then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And though these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Yeah. Now, that's a powerful statement because it talks about everything. You can be the greatest person around. But if I speak in tongues, if you don't have love, if I have the gift of prophecy, if you don't have love, if I have faith, if you don't to move minds, if you don't have love, if I give all I possess to the poor and I don't have love, mm-hmm. I gain nothing. Mm. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. Whoa. For our Facebook friends, when we decide to put all our business out on Facebook because we're mad at that person, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say it. <laughs> we're going to put it out there. You know, that's dishonoring that person. You know, we're going to put it on technical terms. We don't dishonor people on Facebook if we love. 
we may not like what they did, but two wrongs, how many of us ever heard two wrongs will make a right? Amen. Some people say, well, I feel better. Okay. Okay. Feelings and emotion. God don't get that. God don't like emotions. He don't care a hill of beans about your emotions. <laughs> so I feel better because, okay, you felt better. But did that make you the bigger person? Mm. You know, it's not self-seeking. It is not. One of my, I was going to say this is one of my most favorite. If anybody asks me, oh, what's your favorite scripture? It's always this one. And one of the biggest reasons why is because this covers it all. Like, to me, this scripture covers it all. And that and that's actually why I made the statement that I made to you earlier, which is, you know, you were asking me what did I think about it, and I said I think it could all be solved kind of easy. And I know not easy in the sense that doing this that's laid out in the scripture is going to be just super easy, but that there's an easy answer. And it's the scripture. And, um, you know, some scriptures have, like, the titles before you get into that section of scripture. And the one for 13, 1 Corinthians 13, is love is the greatest. So, to me, love is the answer. Love covers everything. And if you have that thing, that love, that kind of love, all these other things that we have issues and problems with will go away. We as humans, a lot of us, a whole lot of us, have a uh, natural love, if you want to call it that. This is spiritual love that Corinthians 13 is talking about. And the reason it's spiritual love is because it's based in the spirit. These, This is the kind of love that we can have one spirit man to another and this kind of love that Christ had for us and that God has for us. But the natural kind of love that comes from our flesh is nothing when you compare it to this. And that's what a lot of people go off of. They look at love as, as how, and you've even heard people say it, how you make them feel as far as their body and that's what they're looking at at love, or if you give them what they want and you satisfy them and you spool them, that makes their flesh happy. So they look at that as love. And that's where our largest problem lies, is that we are looking at natural, worldly, fleshly love as opposed to spiritual love. And if we actually let go of that image of love that we have, and take on this spiritual love that it speaks about in Corinthians 13, it would cover so many things. We would see so many sins falling off of us. We would see um, so many bonds being being broken, broken. We would see so many people really being loved in the way that God intended, in the way that he loves us and that Jesus loves us. Amen, amen, amen. You're right, because this chapter does embody everything about love. And I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna pick with some people tonight. I, and I don't care. This is it is not self seeking, it is not easily anger, it keeps it keeps no record of wrongs. Now, today people keep reciting whatever they say, they may say it, but people keep records of wrongs. I don't care if it's 25 years later, somebody's going to say, remember when? And I'm like, really? You're going to bring up something that happened 25 years later? And that's what it's talking about. We can't keep a record of wrong because this is what the word says. I'm going to look it up. This is as far, this is what the word says about our sins, you know, and Psalms 1, 103, 92. He fills up as far as the east is from the west. So far has he removed our transgressions from us. All right, people, question, all our science people. Does the east and west ever meet? Everybody, don't put your hands up at one time. But um, 
Don't log in, don't call in. Does does the East and West ever meet? Mm-hmm. No. And it says Psalms 119, 103.12, as far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. New living transgression. He has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. English Standard Version, as far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. Okay. The Holman Christian Standard Bible, as far as the east is from the west, so far, she removed our transgressions from us. So, who are we? Let's go back to what it says, First Corinthians 13, verse 4, the end of verse 4. Love keeps no records of wrong. So who are we to say 30 years later? Well, you did such and such. Sometimes people ain't going to read, real people ain't going to remember what they did 30 years later because they've grown and went through life and all kind of other stuff has happened in between. Who are we to say, keep a record of that? Because God is not keeping a record because if he did, we all, none of us would make it, Michelle. None of us would make it. If God kept a record of everything we did wrong, he has a reason he said that. It is a reason David wrote that. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions. East and west never meets. Never. As you keep walking east, you're going east. You ain't going to meet the west. You keep walking west, you're going west. You ain't going to meet the east. So who are we? If God says, I as far as the east is from the west, so far has it removed my I have removed your transgressions. He throws them to the sea of forgetfulness. He lets it go. He doesn't bring it back. He can say, ah, 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 Hezekiah, remember, remember? We would hear that voice in our head 24-7. Who wants to hear somebody nagging at him saying, hey, you remember when you did this? Remember you did that? That's not love. That's just arrogance, showing that, you know, that you're better than the other person, and we are not better than anyone else. Because the word says, for God so loved the world, that means all of us. He ain't just love Hezekiah and Michelle. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Everyone learns that verse somewhere in their life growing up. And whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's love. Because how many parents out there, and give me, we got two minutes, and we're going to take our break. But I want you guys to think, how many parents would ever think about giving up their child for a group of people that didn't deserve it? Especially the mothers who, you know, went not, if you got five children, don't mess my math up, that's 45 months in labor. Nine times five is 45, yeah, got it. Got five children, that's 45 months of labor. Would you sacrifice any of your children? You know? Showing because you want to show love for someone else. You know, would you sacrifice? That's a great sacrifice. But the whole idea is what are we, you know, what are we talking about when we're talking about Valentine? Are we talking about love? Or are we just talking about materialism or commercialism? Or, or, you know, is it really love or is it a, is it a game? You know, people trying to outdo each other. You know, what is this thing called Valentine? What is this thing called love? Do we really show the love, you know, as we said, the love of Christ, the love that the Bible says, you know, not keeping, you know, count of wrong, being patient, mm-hmm. being kind, not envy, because many, many people envy. We envy every day. We don't boast. But these are questions we have to think about when it comes to love. These are questions that we really have to think about, you know, because um, as Michelle said, 1 Corinthians 13 explains it all very explicitly. We are now at our halfway mark. You're listening live with our man in the mirror with Hezekiah Montgomery and Michelle Johnson. We are having a pre-Valentine's show tonight talking about what is true love? What is Valentine's all about? You know, what's love got to do with it? As I said, we're at a halfway mark. We're going to hear a couple words from our sponsors. 
and then we'll take a break and we'll be back. Music instructions for our learners where music knows no age. If you're interested in music instruction such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us at 443-574-5491 to set up an appointment to talk to our instructor. Another sponsor is Kirby Boss Project. The Kirby Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, motivate, and change the lives of full-figured women. Kirby chicks are boss chicks, too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and talented. Please check them out on Facebook at Kirby Boss Project. Again, you're listening live with Hezekiah Montgomery and Michelle Johnson on Man in the Mirror. We will be back after this short break. And again, we are doing our pre-Valentine show with love got to do with it. Because anytime you sing about Jesus, how many of you know there's something about that name? There's, there's something about that name. I want you to listen to it. Let's let the Lord bless us in this song.
happening right now. Something is happening right now. I feel it in all. I feel his presence. I feel his presence. I feel his anointing. But there's something about something about that name. Johnson, as we are doing our pre-Valentine's show, what's that got to do with it? How much money do I got to spend? Are those flowers fresh? These are all questions that are going to be asked this Valentine's Day. You can call in, join in the discussion at 917-889-2271 or log in at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Man dash and dash Demira because we're you no know, we were just about third annual time that we talked about on time um, and it just amazes me that uh, the statistics that I wrote that America spends nineteen billion dollars as a whole on Valentine's Day Michelle or before Valentine's Day. Let's not forget after Valentine's Day where people are getting all those extra gifts and stuff like that. So, you know, <laughs> I'm just I'm just dumbfounded with nineteen billion dollars, you know, with you know, with society is mixed up about what love really is. I'm dumbfounded because it's like, you know, forty five days later and I say this every year, we're spending nineteen billion dollars. After Christmas, 45, million, 40, 45 days later, we're spending $19 billion. What do you think about that, Michelle? Well, I think our money can be spent better elsewhere. But, you know, I mean, I think it's fine to to buy people things, even even at Christmas if you want to do that. But I think the pressure 
um, that we are under to overspend or go beyond our means and spend money that we really don't have or spend um, money on credit and things like that is overwhelming during this this time period and around Christmas time. And you're right, they're very close together. So during the end of the year and the beginning of the year, you know, people are really getting themselves in trouble and may not even be able to, you know, pay their bills correctly or do things the right way for the for the remaining part of the year due to just being so pressured during these holidays. So I think it's a little sad, actually. Yes, you're right. Because, Gay, Made in America Christmas, are you in ABC News? You're going to you're, you're, get ready. Your jaw's going to drop. World News with Diane Sawyer is gearing up for Made in America Christmas, and we need your help. The average American will spend $700 on holiday gifts and goodies this year, totaling more than $465 billion. The National Retail Federation estimates. Hmm. Four hundred and sixty-five billion dollars, huh? Hmm. So I'm going to be the math whiz. You know, I, I can't count, but you know, I can't even imagine what four hundred sixty-five billion dollars is. So four sixty-five plus nineteen equals in less than three months. Our nation will spend $484 billion on two holidays. All for love. That's a lot of love. We should, if we spend this much, so much money, you know, on an average, no, there should be no hate in our country, literally. We spend a lot of money on love. I, I'm 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 dumbfounded with that. I am dumbfounded with that because that's a lot of that's a lot of love that we spend our time <laughs> and money on. That's a lot of love, but we still have issues and problems. And the Bible says, "Out of the heart comes the issues of life." Life is life. You know, we try to buy that love from somebody. We try to make sure that you know she got the bling bling. You know, so we spend so much money. So much time really trying to spend money on a person. How about really getting to know that person? Mm-hmm. So, sitting down and spending some time with that person. That's love. I can have a million dollars and have the most attitude around. Nobody want to be around me. You can be the richest person around and have the attitude that stinks. Wow. And what will happen? They're not going to want to be around you. You won't be able to pay nobody to be around you because of your attitude. That's not love. And First Corinthians 13 tells us what love is. You know, the smallest gestures, you can give the smallest gestures and show love because it comes from the heart. That's why, you know, the scriptures wrote, out of the heart comes the issues of life. People can tell you by your heart. The word says, "God, man looks on the outward appearance, parents, but God looks on the heart." Man's gonna look at you and like, okay. Man may not see it, but God will see it. You can fool man, but you won't be able to fool God. You know, we always try to fool God. We, you know, children try to fool their parents. Your parents know you. You can try to fool everybody else, but I know you. How the how the mother say, "I carried you nine months. I know you." You can try to fool everybody else, but you ain't going to fool me because I know you, because I'm close to you. So, you know, we're, you know, we're, you know, this thing about love is just interesting to me. This thing about Valentine is interesting to me. When you're small, you know, you in school, you know, I like you, you like me. Yeah, we give each other cards and stuff like that. We make mommy, we make mommy her card or daddy their card, but, it's, you know, we love it when our children give her these things because it's that small gesture. They don't have any money. <laughs> but it's that small gesture. And if we can get back to that, you know, America will be in those store manufacturers. The stores will be in trouble because nobody would, if we boycott that, then they wouldn't be making any money. 
track, you know, maybe people, you know, some of these folks lose weight, you know, the sugar wouldn't be so high because the candy wouldn't be accessible because we would start having a different way of thinking about Valentine's. Scripturally, it's about love. Scripturally, it's about God sending his son into the world, to a world that sinned in the beginning. Adam messed up in the beginning, and God said, God already at that time, which people don't remember, God already had a ram and a bush, but it was that was the Old Testament. Then the New Testament came, and Christ came, and he was that ram in the bush. He was that, you know, he was that one that said, I'll go send me. He was that one that was spoken about in Isaiah. That was Christ. You know, send me. Did he have to do that? Nope, because he was perfect. He was perfect. Yeah. He was perfect. But any comments, Michelle? Well, I just think that we need to really concentrate that Corinthians 13, and mind you, it's it's other places in the Bible that talks about God God's love, but really that Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, um, covers it all. And so I think, you know, for this new year, this 2017, especially with everything going on, people seem to be so angry and, and uh, are really up in arms with everything that's going on in the government and all of that. And, you know, people are, are calling for action and calling for this and calling for that. But it's like, you know, we really need to, as a nation, be able to show not this human or fleshly love, but a spiritual, a supernatural, as I put in my post I made earlier, supernatural love, excuse me, for one another because it covers everything and it encompasses everything. It includes everything and it and it uh, helps with everything that we're going through. We can just show one another love. But a couple of the other scriptures, and that also speaks to some of the things that are going on um, in this world with, uh, with you know, the government, like I said, and even uh, things happening locally and the crime rate and just whatever. We just really need to start showing each other that love. Like Luke um, 6 and 31, do to others as you would have them do to you. And we people get this simple scripture mixed up a lot of times. They say do unto others. <laughs> yeah, they do. And you know, so you know where I'm going. Yeah, they they say do unto others. Yeah. And that that is just making an excuse for you to behave badly because someone else did. The scripture actually reads, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, which basically means that you want to treat other people in the way that you would want them to treat you, that you would want them to treat your loved ones, that you would want them to treat your mother, your father, your child, your your significant other. Treat them that way, and then good things will come from that. So, And I was actually, believe it or not, talking about this earlier, and I was um, telling somebody, I was saying, you know, we have to behave in a way that doesn't mirror how we're being treated. And it's really hard for us as humans in this flesh body. It's hard for us to do that because we we are reactive. So we react to how we're being treated. And that could cause the situation to get even uglier. We cannot control other people at all. The only person you can control is yourself. And so since you control yourself and since you, hey, you're the one who can pray for God's guidance and pray for God to keep you and pray for God to help you and guide you, you're the one who has that control over what you do with your physical body, then you, Amen. you show the love. You take the slack. As my pastor like to say, you take the slack. You take the oversight. So no matter what other people are doing, you do as Christ has has uh, done, how he loved us to give himself for us on the cross. 
You do what God has done to love us even when we didn't love him back. And and just for clarification, you know, this does not mean that if someone is treating you badly, and I, so let's clarify that. And you can tell me how you feel about what I'm what I'm about to say, <laughs> because we we had a thing like there's a story out right now in reference to like domestic violence and and that sort of situation, and uh, people just who are verbally abusive and all that. And so what I'm not saying is if somebody is treating you badly, it doesn't mean you stay in the situation. Amen. It doesn't mean you have to remain in the situation to love them. But what I'm saying is begin to hate them because of how they're treating you. Don't begin to come against them. Don't try to hurt them because of how they're treating you. And don't lose your love for them as a human and as a person because of how they're treating Mm -hmm. you. What you do instead is remove yourself from the situation, especially if it's dangerous. And my advice is remove yourself as soon as possible. But you can still love people. Sometimes you have to love people from afar. And so that, you know, but we need to concentrate on that. So if you really love somebody, you don't harbor hate for them, you don't harbor anger for them, and you don't harbor resentment for them. You have to let that all go if you are really, truly giving that person love and showing love to them. So, you know, that that scripture covers it all, and um, Luke six and thirty five says, "But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting anything back." Oh my goodness, Hezekiah! <laughs> what? What? Yeah, that's the hard thing. <laughs> you know, when you say something like that, people are like what? Like oh oh oh, not expecting anything back. Well, look, guys, yeah. you know I ain't there yet. What's that famous line that ever say? I ain't there yet. Well, you better hope you pray pray that he'll give you time to get there. That's yeah, famous last got, words. People always say, well, well, Lord, I ain't there yet. If he's giving you this all this wrong to make right. But the one thing I, I will be remiss if I didn't say, in order for us to really know how to love, we really have to love ourselves. Because a lot of things happen when people try to they don't love themselves, and they're seeking that from other people. And when they don't give that kind of love, you know, all kind of things happen. And you can give yourself flowers. You can buy yourself some candy. You know, so when that person, that special person comes in, you know, they're saying, I can do bad all by myself. When that special person does come in, if they're not loving you the way that you love yourself, then you know you don't need to you don't really need to be around that person because as Michelle said, there's so much going on when people get in these relationships that's are that are toxic, but they think yeah. they don't even know how to get out of it or they think that you know it's dangerous to get out of it. But you have to love yourself. You have to know how to love yourself because when you love yourself in a way that you appreciate yourself, you love yourself, you know God loves you, you know your family loves you, then when some Jane Knucklehead or Joe Knucklehead comes along and they try to treat you bad, you're like, oh, eh, stop. <laughs> we ain't going there. <laughs> you don't have to be with that person because as soon as they show that they're not showing you the kind of love that you love yourself, because I love me some me. And you say, okay, that's that's good. Mm-mm, I can do bad by myself. You keep it rolling. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because this Valentine's thing is just superficial. Love covers a multitude of sins. Love is love lasts forever. Forever is a long time. And you know, most time people get in relationships because they really don't know what love is all about. And when they don't, you know, they won't show love as children or they seem the wrong type of love. They think, you know, when we see our parents in our relationships, that's what we think love is. But if we open up our word 
and see what God was saying because in that verse that I said earlier, and we'll be closing, we have a few minutes, we'll be closing soon. Um, Isaiah said, and this was Christ talking back then. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and whom will go for us? And I said, here I am, send me. And this was Christ saying, here I am, send me to be that sacrificial lamb. You know, so we won't have to continue to do a, a you know, sacrifice a lamb without blemish as they did in the Old Testament. After Christ came, Christ was that sacrificial lamb. It's not many, too many people that will actually die for you today. A mother mm-hmm. might sacrifice her life for a child. But if you ask somebody, hey, buddy, you going you gonna to die for me today? They're going to look at you like you're crazy. But Christ loved us enough. God loved us enough. That's true love. That is true love. Why? Because he loved, God loved us enough that he sent his only son. So we, so he can be the gateway, the roadway for us to get into heaven. No bouquets of flowers, no diamond rings, ladies. It was sacrificial love. That is what true love is all about. And um, as we uh, we have two minutes left, any closing remarks, Michelle? I just encourage our, our listening audience to really get to know about what God's love is all about, what the love of Christ is about. And you can start in... Um, Corinthians, First Corinthians 13, but love is mentioned so many times throughout the Bible. So God definitely gives us a good uh, picture of what that supernatural kind of love is all about. And so I encourage you to pick up the word to read about what love is truly supposed to be about and begin to act that out in your life, to to really take that in and live it every single day um, with your neighbor, with your family, with your friends, with your loved ones, with your spouse, with your mate. Live that thing out, that true and sincere and spiritual love that does not look for anything in return. And God will bless you if you do that. Amen, amen, amen. That was our show this evening. I just I totally enjoyed it because love covers a multitude of sin. Um, we covered everything. You know, we talked about the history of Valentine's. Just briefly, we talked about how much money, nineteen billion dollars that we spend during Valentine's in our country. We talked about how much we spent forty five days ago, four hundred and eighty something. The total, you know, $467 billion. So we spend a lot of money in this country, but we always cry and broke. That's the funny thing. So maybe we got to look back and see where our values are. And, you know, it was a great show tonight. I thank you guys all who have been listening. I thank all our supporters, all those who tell us great show, you know, all those who have just been supporting us. We got people in other countries starting to listen in on the show, which is a which is a blessing. So I'm excited about that. But again, I like all uh, just continue to thank you. Listen for the discussion this evening. You know, as we're all getting ready for Valentine's, but let's not take the true meaning of love out of you know out of it. Thank you guys so much for your love and support. This is Hezekiah Montgomery signing off. And we'll see you at the mirror. I give myself away. I give myself away. So you can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away. So you can come on, let him know. I give myself away. I give myself away.
Give myself. 